you know what I mean? I know holding them guns, you think that's what's up, you know? I know a lot of y'all doing time in jail and you think that's what's up. But you just a slave to the system, dog. Hey, everybody, it's Jessica Simpson. This is Beyonce. This is Justin Timberlake. Hey, this is Avril Lavigne. This is Gwen from No Doubt. Hi, this is Usher, and you're listening to GSNJ Radio. What's good, man? It's your boy, Prevail DMC. I'm the host of The Voice of Reason. This is my co-host, Mike J. Corsi. We got a special guest in the house tonight. His name is Chris Hampton. Um, unfortunately, I just want to put that out here, though. Uh, we had another guest that was supposed to arrive at 725 um, due to some complications. She couldn't make it. So I just want to say shout-out to Jania Butler. We're going to miss you. Hopefully, you can be here next week. But let's Most get definitely. into the show today, tonight. Yes, Yo, sir. your boys spanked up on them yesterday. Yes, we did. Your boys. L.A. Rams. Let's the go. Rams. All the day. Rams. All the Rams. Day. Yeah, I'm not a hater. The Rams did their thing <laughs> last night. I watched the game. I was like, oh, I know Mike in his glory yes, right I now. Was. It was a lot of Dallas haters all over the book. They was mad to death last night. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was right, ridiculous. Right. But right now, as I'm looking at the game, it looks like my Eagles ain't uh, doing too well. Nope. I'm a big Eagles fan, as y'all know, and, and I'm gonna be disappointed. But hey, it is what it is. But don't give, don't push, give up on them. They push their way through. They need to. You know Cause I want a rematch on it's that. Only, it's only the fourth quarter. I want a rematch. Hey, hey you, you can get that. Hopefully, <laughs> at the end of the day. But right. look, voice of reason here for a reason. Um, we're back again. We we're gonna have, I guess, like twelve more weeks of this situation. We're bringing in a lot of uh, interviews, different people to come in. We're gonna talk to a lot more different people. We're gonna start spicing this whole show up. We're gonna do some different things, and uh, we're gonna have a show at the end of this twelve weeks. We're gonna be looking for some performers, some entertainers. We're gonna be looking for some people to come through and speak. Um, hopefully, we can get Les Squire Jr. out. He does some motivational speaking. We're gonna get a whole bunch of people. Um, Chris Collins from the Anointing news journal shout out to chris for sponsoring us and putting us inside the the anointed news journal on a weekly basis we appreciate chris collins for stepping up and putting us in there shout out to ace for putting the voice of reason on a platform here at gsnj radio on an every sunday basis to allow the voice of reason to do more things so it's my man mike J. am gonna let mike J. bring in uh chris hampton Okay, we got Chris Hampton in the building, uh, the owner of Champ I Am. So let's so tell us a little bit about um of why you started Champ I Am. Elaborate on that for us. Uh, good question. Uh, Champ I Am actually came out of a health crisis. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I was uh, working three jobs, okay. doing my thing, and um, I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I've always known that I had a call to speak mm-hmm. and to empower people. And I wasn't even looking to do it just for the money. But I was, that was a part of my purpose and my passion of who I was. Right. Um, I worked the midnight shift. And then all of a sudden, I, I felt my heartbeat change. Right. And I said, let me go to the hospital. The doctor goes to the hospital. And he was like, he said, you, look, you might have had a heart attack. And mm-hmm. now, I'm 43 now, so it's like four years ago, so I was in my 30s. Right. And I'm sitting here like, not that I, w- I wasn't upset that I was having a heart attack, or that he said I had a heart attack. Right. But the thing that was on my head the most was, I haven't done what I was supposed to do yet. Right. If I was to die right there on that spot, that, that spot my life to me would have been disappointing. My, my home going would have been, to me, disappointing for me, because I didn't do... I didn't leave my mark. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Right. And um, that was 
the beginning of the journey because I started to, you know, talk back. Me and God got a personal relationship going on. So as I, I am a motivational speaker right. who is a Christian. So right. that's, so that's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't separate the two. Right. So as I'm talking back to God, I'm like, well, God, you know, I'm called to speak what I need to do. I mean, no one knows who I am. Right. And, you know, everybody out there is doing their thing. Who is Chris? And um, all he said was speak. But I said, who's going to pay me to speak? He said, speak. Right. I think I think that's the thing too. A lot of uh, motivational speakers get caught up in the fact of who's going to pay me to speak. Yeah, and, and you know that, that's the the problem is if you're going in for to me, um, one of the, the most freeing things was when my wife said, "Chris, would you do this if no one paid you anything to do it?" And I said, "Yeah, would you support me?" She said, "Will you do this if right. you're not getting paid to do right. it?" Right. And if you can say, "Yeah," mm-hmm. then you know, yo, I'm going to do this regardless. <laughs> a lot of people don't have that particular passion, so just to hear you say, "Yeah, I would do that," I, I commend that. And up to now, four years, I've done it and and been doing it, and it, and my validation comes from me. Um, seeing the lives of people being changed. Right now, don't discount it. The money's going to come. Right. And but the, right. the the thing that I had to realize that I had to do was I had to one. Um, you got to show your worth. Right. One thing you got to do is you got to recognize that you got the potential, but then you got to expose yourself. We were talking about the REAP principle, um, and I came up with that was my first, one of my first messages was the REAP principle, and was talking about how you have to recognize the potential that you have. One of the worst curse words you can ever say to me is "you got potential." Mm. Right. And not use it. And I heard teachers say that to me all my life. My pastor say to me all my life, you got the, so much potential. And when I heard that, I read a story of a man who was coaching a football team. And, and the young football player, there was two players out there. And the boy, the boy was playing fine. He was like, boom, boom. He says, that boy got potential. Yeah. And then the older coach turned to the young coach and said, oh, shucks, that means he ain't done nothing yet. Mm. Potential is just nothing but a fancy word that says that you ain't done nothing yet. And I don't want my life to be ended on a potential of what possibly could be. Because God's given us so much potential, which means possibilities that's on the insides. And he put us in the land so that we can be able to share that what's on the inside out. My gift is speaking. Your gift might be behind this mic giving exposure to other people. Right. You know, we all have our gifts. And and the funny thing about it is is that we spend most of our time comparing our gifts to someone else. Right, right, right. right most right. definitely. And you can't do that. And you can't do that. And that's why, and I don't mean to break it up, but that's why um, I think that we brought this Voice of Reason platform here because we wanted everybody to understand their gift. Mm-hmm, we right. wanted everybody to be able to flow in their, you know, potential, as what I would say anyway, because I feel like everybody does have the potential to do and be what they want to be in life. And you said something that was real important to me. I caught it. I used to always say, I don't want to leave this earth or die until I'm empty. Mm-hmm, right. I got so much in me that's not released yet, and I can't leave here. Until that's gone, until all of that's gone, until there's nothing left in me, I feel like I'm going to fight with every breath in me. And so I commend you. I, I remember hearing Dr. Miles Monroe talk about that. Most and definitely. I, the mic get mixed up. But he used to talk about one of the worst things that happen is, is walking by a graveyard mm-hmm. and seeing all the graves filled with potential destinies mm-hmm. that we never Most met. Definitely. And I said it in my own words, but he was saying something along yeah, that line. Like, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, that's my greatest fear. 
Right, is that's to, the fear. You know, I want to go and, and, and whatever I do back when I go and meet the maker and I go back to see him face to face to be able to say, hey, he can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I was faithful with what he gave me. And, and that's my responsibility. And you know what? The blessing that I see behind that and the, the enrichment that I have in my life, it all started for me doing that one thing, speak. Right. So what I did was I joined, uh, I joined Toastmasters. And no. Toastmasters is a speaking group okay. where, you know, people want to get used to speaking and, and learn how to speak in front of people, get rid of their fear of speaking. I didn't have a fear of speaking, but I wanted to, get my, I wanted to speak well. So I joined Toastmasters, and that's when I started to compete. And I'm, within six months of me joining them, I ended up being one of the top speakers uh, in the state of New Jersey. I actually won the contest for New Jersey to compete in Pennsylvania. Uh, for things that I didn't even realize that I could do, I didn't know I, I didn't think I was funny, right. so I actually was actually number two for the humor speech, right. and then okay. um, impromptu speeching is when they give you a, a a topic out of the air and tell you to speak a minute. I, off of I it. have no idea what that is. Yeah. Like, what did you? What is that? Impromptu speaking? No, I mean the the program. <coughs> oh, Toastmasters! It's, yeah. a, it's, that's a, that's a worldwide um, uh, organization, and they're in your backyard. Uh, and they meet in your backyard. You can go right on to Toastmasters.org, and you can find your local group. And it's just people like you and me who come together and just want to um, to, to speak well. I learned a lot from them okay. um, because you can always learn from somebody. Two things I learned. One was learning how to speak to a diverse audience. Um, I've grown up in the church. I sang praise and worship in the church. I've ministered in the church. I've spoken and taught in the church. So church lingo comes easy to us. Right, I mean, right. we can flip it on and flip it off right. real easy. Right. But sometimes you don't realize how much your church lingo, it, it kind of sticks with you. Mm -hmm. And we'll say things in a blended crowd, and it doesn't carry over. Right. 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 And, and what I learned to do was then take the same principles that I was learning behind the scenes and speak them in an environment that was mixed. And I was able now to reach a total a larger group of people. Right. And it's funny because now I can speak to a, a, a white organization, black organization, a mixed organization. So this was just a, a group of people getting together and basically... Just coming together to, just to speak. Okay. And okay. what I did there was I said, my name is Chris Hampton and I'm a motivational speaker. Okay. My name is Chris Hampton and I began to develop my brand, Champ I Am. And then what happened was... I'm so curious... Where does this champ I am really come from? Like, because it, 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 it works works in so many different ways. Champ I am. I, I, when I see it, I said, that's pretty, I like, I said, that's pretty dope. But well, I wanted to know where you got the root word for champ I am and how it... My first name is Christopher. My last name is Hampton. Okay. So everybody used to call me Hamp. But I call myself champ. Okay. So I got the champ. Right. The I am cooks about, you know, it really is when people look at my shirt and sometimes they say, You misspelled champion. I said, No, I didn't. Right, 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 right. right. It's, a great, right. it's a great way to bring conversation to my brand. <laughs> right. Because right. now it's a matter of people, it, like, Wait a minute. I said that too. I was like, You spelled that wrong. Right. No, but there, <laughs> there's always a spiritual reason behind what I talk right, about. That's why I'm asking. Right. So the I am. Is the greater that's the great on the idea. inside of me? Right. A lot of yeah. times, yeah. a lot of times we talk about well, I can't do what I can't do, but I can do what I was created to do. Right. Right. So that means, as a speaker, I can I can speak anywhere. Why? Because greater is He that's in me than He that's in, in the world. world. Right. And when we're connected, I can do anything. Right. So that's where I get to see Ham. 
the champ. Right. And my, my, my goal is to be connected with the I am that's on the inside of me that we can accomplish great things. So, no, I didn't misspell the champion. Right, right, right. right. There's a great, the great, that's my brand now. And that's also, you know, the maturation of my brand as well as, you know, my identity. And now I got to stop talking about myself because I do respond because now I walk down the street and I hear people say, champ, I am. I hear champ. I hear Chris. I respond to all three now. Good. Okay. Good. That's what's up. And listen, last time me and you were speaking, you were saying something about you were going to start doing, um, uh, events throughout Camden, <coughs> like even artists and mm-hmm. people coming through and speaking. How how's that been working out for you? Oh, it's been great. We've been doing um, good vibes now. Uh, I believe going down on our third year. Is that what it's called? It's called Good Vibes. Okay. And again, that's uh, collaboration. You want to know how to grow um, your brand in your community? Mm-hmm. You have to learn to collaborate with other people. Right, that right. means play friendly. You right. got to be able to put your brand aside and blend your brand with other people sometimes to grow. And I think a lot of people are now are really starting to see that because um, Les Squire got something going on next yeah. Saturday yeah. with a thousand brands or something where he's trying to blend right. branding together. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's open for anybody that wants to come to the Echelon Mall yeah. and check it out. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's a perfect thing for people who are trying to brand any type of company right. to go out to. Mm-hmm. But nobody really is creating those lanes. So and when that, I see mm-hmm. you creating that lane and I see Les creating that lane, it starts to make me feel good because it's like people are starting to understand that we need each other right. to help brand each other. And we got to get out of that mind frame of a lot of people like, I want to do it first. I want to be the first to do it. I want right. to do this. The me, do that. myself, and yeah, that, that me, myself, and our generation is gone and passed and broken and, and, and broken by itself. Right. And, and that's one of the things I'm starting now is the Champ I Am Network is, is being able to create. That's not the good vibes. It's a separate thing. But okay. Okay. what the Champ I Am Network is, is that I'm introducing that as of February. Okay. And um, what that is, is creating platforms for people like you and I. Cool, cool. I'm coming across awesome leaders in the community. I'm even, you know, on my, my Instagram. Instagram is kind of funny because you, I got a lot of people that I'm linked to, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Right, right, right. And, and, and what bothers me about that is I find out, okay, why are these people following me? And when I find out that they're following me, a lot of these people following me because I'm a motivational speaker. Okay. And they're motivational speakers. Okay. Right. Or they're authors. And what happens is where is the support that we have with mm-hmm. one another? So what the Champ I Am Network is going to do is to provide platforms for these people that don't have platforms themselves. Got you. Because in the last three years, I've been pushing my own platform and sharing my own backyard and jumping in everybody else's backyard. And in my backyard, my backyard was very small. Everybody knew who Chris was, but they thought they knew who Champ I Am was. And it wasn't until I started going into everybody else's backyard that I started to look phenomenal. Okay. And then all of a sudden, now I start getting attention in my own backyard. And that, that attention in your backyard, is that from Good Vibes? Or is that from Champ I Am? Or it's are from, you putting them both together? It all kind of comes together. Because Good Vibes opened doors for me um, on a state level. Okay. Because okay. when we started empowering young people, um, we started doing something in Camden. Excuse me, I'm just getting over uh, a voice. It's fine. <coughs> but, um... What Good Vibes did was, Good Vibes was bringing an open mic night in the city of Camden for young people. Okay. Okay. So what that did was we were bringing um, millennials in and younger children in and and letting them get their gift out. So they would do open mic poetry night 
I'm, I'm, I didn't realize now motivational speaking is a, is a, is, an, is a form, an art form. Mm-hmm. So now we're raising up speakers and, and, and conscious and woke individuals for their community. And we've been doing that now for three years. And now it's gotten to the point where um, last year, some of the things that we were doing that we didn't have, we were meeting in a spot like no bigger than this. Okay, yeah. But we were filling it with like 50 people at a time. Okay. And they would, right. like, they would stay there for like three hours. Nice. You know we don't stay nowhere for three hours unless it's worth being there. Right, right, right. That's right. true. That's true. But what I was realizing in the city of Camden was just what we, I didn't know that the city of Camden had like seven um, community centers and all of them were closed. Wow. And what happened was we, we went to say, okay, let's meet the mayor. And we thought we were going to have to do one of these fight the power type mayor meetings. Right. And come to find out, we were just sharing the vision of good vibes. And we said, we noticed that this is, oh, this is locked up. And he said, you know what? It was on my heart that these wouldn't be locked up anymore. And he gave us the Martin Luther King Community Center. That now we have a, a place that's bigger to do. So and y'all use that it. now? We use it now. Now, on top of that, Rutgers College is reaching out to us. Okay. Nice. And they want us to bring good vibes onto the college campus as well. Oh, see, see, that's things that we need to know about. <clears throat> but Champ I Am is a, 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 was a, a part of that. Okay. But it wasn't be- until I started to serve in my community that Champ I Am didn't become notarized, notable. And the reason why, that, that was the other part of the second part of Speak, was he, like, I was in Camden, but I wasn't of Camden. Okay. I lived in Camden, but I was not there. I wasn't, I wasn't even, I didn't even consider myself a citizen of Camden. Okay. Right. I would go to work, go home, go to church. Right, and right, I'm right, right, right. But it wasn't until I started serving and, and, and helping the in the community yeah. that I was also giving opportunities, one, for my brand to become known. And um, then I ended up starting making good connections. But I didn't do it for my brand to be known. I served for the sake of serving in my community. Nice. And then my brand has actually started. But your brand goes with you. It does. And if, you, if, you, if you're conscious of your brand and you're conscious of who you are, your brand is going to follow you, whoever you are. The problem is, is that a lot of us have goals and brands, and we have not defined them. So the problem with that is, if you don't have a brand, and you don't identify your brand, or you don't identify who you are, people are going to label you like what they think you're going to be. Mm. You can look at Champ I Am and say, in your mind, oh, he's just a motivational speaker. But if I didn't show to you that there was a social side of me, if I showed you that that there was a spiritual side of me, there's so much more than just being a motivational speaker. But if I left you alone with that, that, that you would have made your own box of who Champ I Am is. And that's dangerous. Because now you're allowing someone else to confine you to their to their view of you. So, what would you say is the best way of actually <coughs> getting yourself out of the out of that box? Because like a lot of people put you put you in boxes, but how do you get yourself out of that box if you're trying to bring yourself? That's a good question. You got to be consistent, and okay. I think that's the issue where it is when a consistent branding, or we want to call it branding, or you want to make sure that you want to stand out amongst the, the crowd. Consistency. That's, and you know what? That's funny that you say the consistency because with the voice of reason uh, on the last episode, what I found that we lacked was consistency. And I'm open to say that on open radio. You know what right. I'm saying? And this time around, I said we're going to be consistent. 
right. and we caught, we changed it up. We flyers for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going on a flyer. Right. Everybody's going this way. We're gonna share it this way. Right. We're gonna put videos out. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And we changed it and we branded different. But we lost in the last round due to the lack of consistency. Right. But when you when you're smart enough to step back and say, what did we do wrong? How right. did we fail? Where did we go wrong at? Why this not working? Let's take a deep breath. Breathe and try to come back. And I, fi- I found out, and I talked to my brother. I said, Mike, we're not consistent enough. Mm-hmm. We're not shoving it down their throat. Now we are so consistent that if we put up a video right now from the Voice of Reason page, it's all 10,000 people on there. We're going to send it to all 10,000 people. Some people might say, hey, stop tagging me in this. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like that. But we're so consistent to say, we're going to keep shoving it. If you don't like it, just delete us. Right. Get rid of Take us. Take me off the notification. Because right. yeah, we coming. The, it's the consistency. It's like, you want the support. Right. But you got to remember, you got to own own that support. You got to earn that support, and then you got to own it. Um, now I can say champ I am. Now I can say what I do now. And people, like, this is my first time going live on my own Facebook. Really? I don't like going live. You know why I don't like going live? Because anything can happen on live, and I can't just touch the thing right now and cut it off. Whatever happens, happens. But I'm not consistent with my live page yet, because I really didn't want that there yet. But this is the first time. But I'm going to work on that. Most definitely. And that's what, because I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone. Right. And one of the things about getting out the box is you want, you got to get uncomfortable. You're a motivational speaker, and you're not (laughs) on live every day, you know, with all your notes. Listen. Speaking. Listen, here's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's the beat gotta interrupt right now. Let me show you. There are levels of growth in everyone. All right, right. Exactly. Here's my thing. Right, right. When I was going live and there was nobody in the room, you see how we have this like this flow going? Yeah. It's because there's more than one person in the room. Okay? Right, right, right. When it's me, me in my own room, I'm like, good morning, everybody. And it's just like it's dark. It's, it's quiet. It's, it's, it's the past yeah, the pee hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, no, it's very dark because I've tried it too. But see, I've I've done it different. Where I got on the phone and just hit record. I ain't go live and just started talking to myself, trying to do it. And I'm like, that was kind of corny. Listen, I just you know what I mean. Like I'm be real. With I myself, just man. I just saw this big TV, this big screen TV that fills the whole room. Uh-huh. It's like a hundred and something inch TV, about the size of a living room. Right. And I said, I from my ego. Reasons I would have to have a crowd pre-recorded on that that I would walk in front of every day. Champ, I am. You need somebody. To I won't take that scene it's, from um, Muhammad right. Ali. He comes to right. champ. Yeah, no, he comes champ to said. Champ. The champ said. <laughs> now you need that. Right. But, but, I, even, but even with that, it's um, people. People like to watch the growth. Right. 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 And people watch the journey. And here's what I've learned: is I don't put any responsibility on the people that are following me. To like me, to love me, to learn from me. Um, it's my job to be consistent in what I've been called to do. Right. So I know people are listening to me because when I'm walking on the street, I, I go on the motor vehicles and I'm like, hey, Chip, I am. I see you. This guy I ain't seen in my church since I was like, yay big. And I'm like, he's calling me out by my brand. Yeah. He knows where I'm That's at. That's the problem, though. They. That's what I wanted to say when he said that people know you, they know your brand, they want to watch your growth, right? right. But they don't want to compliment nothing about your growth right. at all. But the, Point we, blank, period. But Pastor, hey. but prevail. Can I call you both? No, you call me whatever. Okay. Right. Here's, here's the because thing. Because gets me. Because the okay. issue is, is whatever we, we're doing, we're doing because we're called to do Because we're called it. to do it. Right. They're so not called to love me. Right. They're not right. called right. to like me. Mm. And if I do it for that reason, mm. um, I'm setting myself up. Mm. 
Right. Because the same, I've learned just from watching, the same people that love you yeah. are the same people going to be the ones that are going to kill you. That's true. So the issue is, is that I got to be able to do what I'm doing if no one supports me at all. I mean, just me and my wife. You know? right. Just me and my wife. And even that, I had to prove to her because of consistency. Right. You know, everybody wants to be something, but what is the consistent behavior that I've showed to her that this is something that's going to be worth putting her time? That, God forbid, if I wanted to step out and say, full time. That's funny. Full time. Look. I want to do it full time. That's great. That's great what he just said because my wife, point blank period, (laughs) she believes in the consistency. Right. Because, look, Chris, I said, uh, I said, I'm going to build a studio. Build a studio. Right. I'm, I'm gonna put out an album. Put out an album. I'm gonna put together a book. Put out a book. Anything that she's ever heard me say, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put together an event, even if it flopped. I don't. She's watched me go through an event where nobody showed up, and I put out <laughs> tons of money, and the event flopped. But I went through with it. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've never lacked in that area, and my brother can tell yeah. you, if I, I'm going for it. Yeah. We're putting out a clothing line. Yeah. We did it. Whatever I say I'm going to do, yeah. I do. So the backbone, my wife says, well, if he said it, I'm going to believe gonna it. Do it. Even if she's the only one that believes it, because I don't have family members be like, you're going to fail again. you going to do that. And, and try to talk me out of it. But there's right. no magic formula in that. What you just said was the key thing that you, what you don't realize is, and, and, and how you know your wife is, is that you? It's not that you said it, but you did it. I did it. Right. Even though you fell on your face, I fell on my face. Even though you fell times. on your face, and that's where I mess up. It's because I look at the wide angle. So people that have the wisdom view, they like to see things from the wide angle. Right. Problem is, we see everything. Right. Everything. We see everything. So I'm like, I'm very creative, but at the same time, there goes that wisdom bulb. I had to hang around people. <laughs> Part of me jumping into Champ I Am was I was with people that were jumping into their destiny. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not a jumper. I'm not. If the plane is working, I'm staying on the plane. Mm. Right. But I started to meet up with people that was one. I started in the fashion industry. Okay. I started Champ I Am acting. It's funny because I started with that, but it really didn't flourish until I did a, mo- uh, a movie. I was uh, my friend from high school. Navon Brown, he was doing a movie called Love Like This. Okay. And he brought me on. He met me at the, at the, um, he met me at the um, Walter Rand Station, and I was going to my night job, that third shift job, which I didn't like doing. Right. But it was purpose. Because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have met him. You wouldn't have never met him? Right. Right. So as I was going there, waiting for my ride, he was like, Chris, I remember you do ministry while we, cause we used to sing in a gospel group together. Right. You know, if you still do a ministry, I still sing, dude. He said, would you be the pastor in, our, in, in my movie and would you marry the couple? And I said, sure. I never did that before. I never did a movie before, but it can't be hard. Right, right, right. So I ended up doing the movie for him. And what was funny was I didn't know when you do a movie, you don't do the movie in a sequential order. Right, you don't? Never knew that. No. So the end of the movie was me marrying the couple. But the ma- <laughs> I looked at how screwed up the couple was. I said, yo, they need marriage counseling. Right. I've been through enough marriage counseling to be a, you know, I should have a professional marriage counselor on right. my title somewhere. Right. Right? right. Marriage coach. Right. He ended up taking all the stuff that I put. Cause we were at my house and we actually filmed it at my house. The marriage counseling, all that stuff. Right. I ended up being the narrator for most of that movie. Nice. <clears throat> I have independent credits hmm. for acting, which I never knew. Wow. 
at the opening of the movie theater, there was a friend of his that was a um a mark. Uh, uh, he was on the marketing for a a newspaper. Uh, I'm, I'm not a newspaper, but a, a magazine. Uh-huh. Um, and we were just talking in the lobby, and he said, you know, I was encouraging him and talking to him, and he says, you know what? I was telling him about what champ I am because I was just telling him my hospital thing, and he said, you should do it. Do it. And from his encouragement. The next time I saw him, I had my business card. Mm. Nice. That's and good. it took That's somebody good. who was not in my circle that became a part of my circle to push me in out there to really step out into doing that. And my, and my first time actually doing my first motivational speaking was as a result of me um, being a part of that drama unit. And then, being, and then we actually did a, a modeling, a modeling, um, <laughs> a modeling magazine together. Nice. And then we ended up doing a whole entire fashion shoot and a fashion magazine. And I ended up, my first clients were actually speaking to models. Nice. So it was like, wow, my whole evolution did not come the way that you think that it would come. And that's one of the things that you have to, part about getting out of your box, and that's one of my series that I do talk about, right. is how to get out that box. Is that, one, you've got to throw the box thinking away and stop thinking that your life and the things that are going to come to you are going to come to you a certain way. We're going to keep right there at the box situation and take a break. Voice of Reason, we'll be back in a second, man. Check us out. They talking about I ain't saved over here. They talking about I ain't saved over here. Hey. They talking about I ain't saved over here. I know blood over here. I got balls over here. Hey. They talking about I ain't saved over here. Hey. They talking about I ain't saved over here. Hey. They talking about I ain't saved over here. I know God over here. I got balls over here. My swag to mean the church shake me Persecuted by perpetrators saying they pastors Plus, I brought the seed of David with me The twelve apostles of the Lamb brought you revelation What you facing? A nation full of abomination The light is in total darkness, the devil's on us The beast rising out the water Right hand mark on your head, it's just an order If you belong to the devil, then you a bastard Get ready for the war, lace your timbs up I watch God break me down just to raise me up And I'm ready for the war, hit you down to what? I'm in the trenches, man, talk to him Put the hood on my back like I'm Superman But you worth more to me, just understand I never throw your body in the Hoover Dam The prophet's back, hoping to free the land The shackles is on, they brain handcuffed I've never been a slave for religion Relationship is the situation I'm given It's a war for your soul, sick of race talk It's a war for your life, sick of race talk When you raise like a savage, that's how you talk If you feel me, then you feel me, this is real talk uh, They told me I would never see the light I was born by the light, get it right I walk the gutter at night, like I'm the street light I brought the word where it's dark at And so don't put your hands up if you feel that They hate the prophet, and I don't understand that How you speak death over me and love God Hypocrites in the sanctuary, oh my God You be the hardest one Hey everybody, it's Jessica Simpson This is Beyonce This is Justin Timberlake Hey, this is Avril Lavigne This is Gwen from No Doubt Hi, this is Usher, and you're listening to GSNJ Radio They told me I would never see the light I was born by the light, get it right I walk the gutter at night, like I'm the street light I brought the word where it's dark at And so don't put your hands up if you feel that They hate the prophet, and I don't understand that How you speak death over me and love God Hip- 
hardest ones to understand. I'm still praying for you. I know you don't understand. It's something about his glory. Lord have mercy. I'm thirsty for that holy water. They say I ain't worthy. No matter what I do, they always trying to hurt me. I'll be on my Jackie Joyner. Simpson. This is Beyonce. This is Justin Timberlake. Hey, this is Avril Lavigne. This is Gwen from No Doubt. Hi, this is Usher, and you're listening to GSNJ Radio. Yeah, GSNJ Radio. We back to Voice of Reason, which y'all just heard there was uh, week 9 and week 11. Me and uh, Mike J, we said, look, we're going to do something before we came back to the radio show, and we decided to come with uh, just 12 weeks of nothing but bars. So we started, I was spitting bars, I was creating the beats at the house. It was a crazy situation. I'm like, yo, I got to make the beat, I got to try to engineer the beat, I'm going to, Mike, hold the camera, we're going to shoot it, we're going to try to edit it. We was putting together some crazy situation, but we was so determined. Right. so he's like, we're going to do it. So we put out all the way to 12 weeks. Y'all just heard week 9 and 11 right there. And um, actually, week 9 just touched 18,000 views. Most and that right. came out December 21st. Yep. So that's really not a bad move yeah. for yeah. us just playing around, saying we was going to do something to bring a vibe back before we came back to radio. Yes. And now we got a 16-week run here on the station. And we're going to run for 16 weeks. And as we're running for this 16 weeks, me and Mike, behind the scenes again, putting together another 12 weeks for y'all with the video on top of that we got the book hey yo let me tell y'all something for those of y'all that don't know because mike don't really talk about it a lot we got corsi enterprises He definitely does his things with the graphics and all that. I see y'all see right there on the camera. You know, I mean, this is the front of our situation for the voice of reason. I just want to put that out there. And this is the back. He done hooked up my book cover for me. This is his situation. He's gonna give you all his information in a second for y'all to link up with him. He actually just did the white glove car wash. You know what I mean? We said we're gonna put out these flyers. He put the flyers out, Uh put it in a place. White glove said, Yo, we want you to do our flyers. So we more than just this. We want y'all to know we behind the cameras we we had touching events we we doing everything we hosting every platform we can get our hands on so if y'all want the voice of reason to come out all y'all got to do is hit up vor talk show at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible yo mike let them know something man like how blessed you felt about getting the white glove and things that's happening real quick for you most definitely so you know i went to go went to go wash my car i go on there with the flies of voice of reason i'm like also do graphic design. My, my brother did a book, and he was like, "How much charge book for um for uh huh flyers. for flyers and stuff like that?" I was like, ah, "A little something, something." He said, "Okay." He was like, "Yeah, let me get let me get a thousand for this site and three other sites." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, did that, yeah. knocked that out. Right then quick. I did, then I did a Fruno program right over quick. this past week, and it's, it, I just been crazy. Cause I've been working the post office, going right to graphic work. And doing what's the reason? But listen, I told my, I told my, I said in 2019, it was going to be, it was going to be a season. You know what I mean? Because we put in too many seeds in the dirt for nothing not to happen. And then he hit me back and he said, "Yo, I got more work." In like three three, three weeks, weeks than I, I had all years. last year. And right. I said, look, it was calculated steps. Right. And there's some things that we got in the making that I told Mike, stay still. I see endorsements coming. I see this coming. People laugh at me, but I'm I'm like a prophet in a lot of ways. Yeah. I see things. So I said, look, the voice of reason, we're going to take it this way. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we keep coming. So for a lot of people that don't believe, just keep watching. Keep following because we're going to keep pushing. And um, for people that don't like the show, that's that's fine. Just don't listen 
to the show. Right, but we're going to keep on talking <laughs> what we talk. Right, you know, just right. turn us off. Right. And we'll, we'll just keep doing what we do. You know why? Because the voice of reason is for a reason. And obviously, it's some people that want to hear what we got to well, say. Definitely. And, you know, what got me is I was, I was praying. And I heard in my head, when I was even talking about the book and I was talking about the radio show and all of that. And, and I heard 1% of the population is 75 million people. So if we can only just get 1% of a population, 75 million people, you got to understand that. I'm only asking for 1%. I'm not even asking for a lot. So the voice of reason and everything that we're doing, we're aiming for 1%. You know, Mike with his company. We we got so many different angles. We We got the studio. We got the clothing line. We got graphics. We got video cameras. We, we've hosted red carpet events. We're doing everything that we can put our hands in. It's just not this voice of reason. But this is a platform to open up. And once people come to see what we're trying to do, we want everybody else to get involved. That's why we're trying to make this platform happen. And so voice of reason got some big things in the works. We want y'all to stay tuned. And we're about to get back now into our guest, Chris Hampton. We appreciate you for coming out tonight, brother. I know Most Mike got a couple invitation. more questions. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. All right, so let's go back to the box. You were saying getting out of that, that, that we'll say get out of that fear box. Because I know, I know you have five key notes that you, that you normally preach, to, you normally talk to the, the youth and other people. But give us the, the, the five key notes, but focus on that, that fear of getting out of that smackdown. Oh, that's one of my favorite ones, talking about really the, um, the I kind of changed it because the, the, the fear smackdown is from a series that I call I'm Too Big for This Life. Okay, and and what is talking about? Again, I'm, I'm too big for this life, right. and and it's dealing with getting out of our comfort zones. Right, and a lot of times what happens is if I was to sh- give you a story, uh, uh, and have you imagine with me how there you on the countryside and you see one of those little small cottages, mm-hmm. and then you walk into the small cottages, you see a tiny living room, you walk in there and see a tiny little kitchen, and you walk up the stairs, you open the bedroom door, and you see this tall man living in a small room. Right. You you startle him. Your presence in the room startles him. He jumps up, bumps his head on the small ceiling, stumbles down the stall stairs, crashes mm. into the small living room. Mm. We laugh at the tall man right. living in the small house. But we're just like that tall, in so many different ways where we have become so comfortable with the small life right. that you're too big for this life. Mm. And the reason why a lot of times we don't move um, out of that is because of fear. Right. And there's three fears that we have to address in our life. We have to address that the fear of, uh, of, of rejection. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I personally fear with. That's the reason why you talk about doing live. Because, you know, I, I don't like looking at myself in the camera. For some right. reason, when I look at pictures, I like, that's what I really look like. And, right. you know, you get there. Fear of rejection. What if they don't, what, what they don't receive my truth? Okay. Right. What if they don't receive Champ I Am? And and I'm no less brown. I'm I'm no. What if they don't receive me? And I had to get out of that because it's not that one. I'm a. Tre- I had to realize that I'm a treasure, and a treasure is not meant for everybody. Right. I, you know, I got to chime in on that. To me, it's not even just the fear of me. It's my fear. Sometimes I'll just be tired of being beat down. Right. You ever been to that point where mm-hmm. you just beat down? Beat being beat down so much has called caused me to fear trying to rise to certain situations well, that's because the, of me being beat down so much. Well, that's the, second, that's the second the second fear. The second fear is, I don't call it the beat down fear, but I call it the fear of failure. Yeah. Wow. And the problem uh, is, is that it beats you so much to the point that it wants you, to man. quit. Yeah. And, and the problem is, is that when you realize that failure is, is not an identity, it's a, it's a part of a process. Right. 
And the problem is, is that we we instance. If you ever heard a, heard a kid say to himself, "Dad, I'm a failure." Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it we, crushed me with my sons. It, yeah, my son told me that before, <clears> like <throat> two months ago. He said, "I feel like a failure." Right. I think you ain't no failure. Mm-mm. You ain't even begin to live yet. But it's right. not even that. The issue is, is that we have to be able to be able to show them that failure is a part of the process. Right. Yeah, and therefore, them. if I can figure out no what I'm falling short in and right. change it in that area, I can turn failure into success. Right. But when you have failure as an identity, mm. it's something that you become and you hold on to. Right. So your fear of rejection can lead you to a fear of failure. And then the last fear is the fear of success. Mm. A lot and of people fear success. Most we definitely. don't talk about it. Yeah, but right. they we, do. But we, we they, fear. A lot of people because you know what? When I become the international speaker, right. and I'm running all over the world, I'm in a different tax bracket. Right. I got different sets of problems yeah. that I got to deal with. Okay. Right. Um, I got to worry about paying other people. I got to worry about becoming an organization and doing what I need to do. What if I can't do all those things? Right. So I never start because I'm afraid that if I start and I do succeed, I might not end up to be able to do what I need to do. Mm. And therefore, I'd rather be that tall man living in a small home than actually living the life that I'm supposed to be in. And that's what that whole series deals with, okay. is being able. I, can, I gave that to you in, in four minutes, which usually takes me an hour okay. to really break down. Right. But breaking down and getting personal with it. And each of those areas, I saw my life. Because I didn't think I was a beautiful person. Didn't think I was handsome. Didn't think I was good looking. I was never the first choice of the team. Right, you know. Now that I'm starting to age, I say I'm I'm good. Right, I have more confidence in myself. If I know now what I knew then, I'd be the worlds would have changed. But I'm glad I learned the way I did. You know what? As as you were speaking on that too, though, there's a lot of uh, a lot of young men, uh, women too. But I'm saying it's a lot of young men that feel a lot of those fears based on the fact too. I've been reading this book called uh, "You Have Not Many Fathers," Mm -hmm. right? And this book has really been touching me in a place because the more I read this book. The more I realize how saying we have not many fathers, the real, the more I realize how much fathers over the last couple generations have failed our children. Mm-hmm. And because of the failure of these fathers, it has put these kids and put us in a place where we don't even believe in ourselves because it's not a strong enough backbone in the home taking care of us. Right. So I, I was just looking at that like, Dad, we have not many fathers. Why? What is this thing about not having many fathers? It's been bothering me like well, all you, week long. Like, And that's well, awesome because you're saying that because... Um, my father, who just passed away this year, um, he was not a father to me. See, that's what right. I'm saying. Even oh. though he lived with you. No. Or did he live with you? Well, he lived with us. You can until, live with you and still not be a father. That's so right, true. Because right. he lived with us until I was 17, 18. But even during those times, um, he did not know me as his son. Right, mm-hmm. right. We always and, and, and But when I, as I got older, I had to learn, as now, because I had to learn to forgive my father at an early age. And it was because of, I understood, I learned fatherhood right. at an right. early age, too. Because my mother had raised me in the church. So in the church, I had elders and I had deacons that were still there in my life. Right. And it was an elder that pulled me aside because I was like, I ain't doing communion. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> it was hard and stubborn. I was like, no, it was stubborn. I'm not doing nothing. Rebellious. Listen, I'm not going to do right if I'm not. And he said, your heart ain't right. Yeah. Don't take it. Right. right. I knew my heart was foul because my dad hurt me. Right. And he said, you have to forget. And my dad had left us for a while and left my mom to be a single parent to fight for herself. Right. And right. then on top of that, 
start a new family and didn't tell us. So, so that's so yeah, that's so basically what I'm saying is in in the 2019 and the 2020, we got to step up and be fathers. I, I keep hearing in my spirit, um, I'm a father to a fatherless generation, mm-hmm. and that's because I didn't have a father. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's hard for me to be a father because I'm like I don't even know what being a well, father here, is about. But you, you keep telling me be a father to a fatherless here's generation. How you handle that. But here's the first step is that we have to forgive the fathers that were not there for us. Right, right. right. And that's where I was leading to. Okay. I had to forgive him first. Right. And I went to him. And then we have to be willing to reconcile. Right, 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 right. I reconciled with my father. And then I walked with my father until his death. And we became very good friends. And then I could say now we are father and son when he passed away. Right, right. In the midst of that, we have to be able to have substitute fathers in our life and mentors in our lives. And reopen our, our sons and our daughters to this to really value father, what fatherhood really is. Right. And there's a need for fatherhood. Most yeah, definitely. and... and, and you know what else I heard in my spirit is that, you know, even when you go to a mega church, you know, you hear a lot of people say, that's my spiritual father, right? But that spiritual father, that mega church should be teaching other individuals and other deacons and stuff like that to be fathers. So, because you can't solely count on him. He, it's a th- 5,000 people. Okay. How's he your spiritual father? He's, yeah. He can't be your spiritual father. Your spiritual father got to call you. Yo, you want to go see a game? You want to go do this? You want to go do that? He can't do that. So, uh, we have not many fathers because we're not teaching even our people underneath of us how to be fathers. So it's, he's really dealing with me in this situation. Uh, I know you can see it. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed I'm, in, the cult, the, the, in the culture that we're raised in, in our church that we go to. We have that culture in our church. Y'all have that? We have mm-hmm. that culture in our church. We have um, we teach LCD. It's called Leadership, Covering, and Disciple, Discipleship. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole but culture. I mean, that, is that culture teaching how to be fathers? Oh, yeah. It's talking about being fatherhood, manhood, what, what it is to be a father, what it is to cover your home. Right, right. That every man needs accountability. You need that. You need right, accountability. Right. Every man needs accountability in my life. I have, my bishop is my accountability partner, so I, I can call him no matter what. And he'll pick up the phone, but he's not like that with. Well, everybody. he's not going to be like that with everybody. He's not like that. With so you should be taught we have, how to. Right, but we have relationships with our church that we have small groups that are right. there that men can come together. We're now teaching LCD in the prisons, right, teaching right. men how to be fathers to their and reconnecting their families, and we're actually seeing men come from the prison That's and crazy go back that and you're saying that because I keep hearing that be a father to a father's generation <coughs> in these times so obviously something must be transpiring in the spirit to, it's it, it, it has to change we it have to have the father to. son that's what the principles is built on mm-hmm. father and son relationship the whole book of right. Proverbs is, is really when you really look at the, the book of Proverbs I love the book of Proverbs but really the book of Proverbs is a father spilling wisdom to his son right True. He's saying the fear of God, the fear, the fear of God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all. And we don't want to just say sons either, because we got we but, have daughters. But too. we have daughters. But, but I'm just sharing with you the, the fatherhood principle I, from a father, father to a son a father relationship. To a son's father there's a to different a daughter. Yeah. Because that's how it's going to do. Because again, fathers to a daughter is you're going to need to be able to be understanding for your your relationship to your daughter. Right. Is that she needs to see um, what fatherhood is, so that when she is looking for a husband. Right. She gets something to compare to. Right. The good thing that I had learned about my father was the second time around, when he raised his daughter, he was there for her. Okay. So when he passed away, we had two different relationships perspectives, of right? what a father was. Right, exactly. She was like, my dad was gone, and we were like, there was a missing part there. Yeah. But I knew my dad loved her as a daughter and would have done anything for her. And I said, I said the reason, and I, I told my sister all the time, I said, you know what? I said, 
He was the best man that he could be so he could be a standard so that you're, the person that you allow in your life shouldn't be nowhere underneath him. Mm. Right. That's the role model. And she's like, you know what? That's right. I'm not going to allow any man in my life. And he, he meets that bar level. And whether the world... We have to be fathers. And I had to learn this from a blended relationship. <laughs> and it was hard because I didn't get it right the first time. We have to be fathers whether they receive us or not. Right. Fatherhood is your role. Whether they, your children receive you as fatherhood or not does not negate you walking in fatherhood. Right, right. And a lot of so, times because of the hurt that our children are facing, they're not going to realize it until later. But we have to be able to walk out fatherhood to our kids and be that mentor to our kids and be that but it's gonna be it's gonna be so hard to do it with most of these kids because they they're so lost that they don't and they're so hurt because you're not their true father that they don't want to hear from you because I I've been trying to get out there and be a father to certain individuals and they give you backlash and they give you lip and they don't and it's so hard because you you're trying to get through to them but the more hard headed they be the more I really don't want to help them so I need to keep praying to, because to, it's your it's your motive watch good vibes is weird. Because I'm reaching out and I'm mentoring a total different generation. Right. <laughs> um, Brother Collins, he, um, he, he said something to someone else. when He said to someone else about me. He said, you know what I learned about Chris? Chris is like a betweener. He sits in between generations. He's old enough to talk to the old generation. And he's still relevant enough to talk to another generation. Right, right. And what I learned as I'm talking to this Good Vibe crew is... Millennials don't want to be told what to do. Right, right. Your generation and my generation was you do what I say do. Basically. Whether you understood it or not, you do what I say do. This generation, you got to explain. And, and we got to get out of ourselves and saying that, why should I explain? No. Oh, no, I explain. We got to be able to explain. And, and, and be able to allow them to com- continue to make the mistakes, but be there for them at the end where you already predicted where they were going to be. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And, 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 and the, when you look at the diversity of good vibes, I'm the church guy. We have lesbians, homosexuals. We got all these different lifestyles that are out there. New age people sitting there like that. But when I open my mouth and I speak, they all listen. When I go and I start to speak wisdom into their life, they're not like this. They're not closed-minded. They're hearing me. They were introduced to me as Champ I Am. Right. But they also know that they, they, they also know that I am that I'm connected to. Right, right. So I've earned the respect to speak into their life. And we got to remember that sometimes it's going to take a long time. If I would have learned that earlier, my relation to my stepdaughter would be a lot better than it would be now. My relationship with my daughter would be a lot better than it is now. <coughs> and so, so my daughter suffered, but my sons are, are, are blessed. And sometimes right. that bothers me. You know what I mean? And it really does. It bothers me. Like, right. how could I be a father to a father of the generation when I left my firstborn out there to suffer? But, you know, it seemed like it was history repeating itself. My father left me out there to suffer. Mm-hmm. Then I left my daughter out there to suffer. But because I left her out there to suffer and it hurt me so bad, I refused to let my two sons behind right. suffer. 
So I became a better dad with them, but I st- I'm still mad at myself because I let her suffer. And now I see behavior issues right. with her. I see rebelling with her. I see a lot of attitude with her. I see a lot of resentment from her e- towards me. And she has every right mm-hmm. to resent me. I-, I-, I can't sit here and be like, I'm- I was the greatest father to her. Mm-hmm. I was totally wrong. So, but... A person that's totally wrong, how can I then be a father to a fatherless generation? Because your father, you are a father regardless of, of what you have said and done. You are still a father. That is your role that you play. What you have to do as, and you, you're in a scripture pastor, so therefore there is now no condemnation. Mm. Right. And what, you, what I heard right now was I heard your heart, but I heard your heart full of condemnation. Mm. And what happens is you'll never be able to move forward to once forgive yourself. Right. And realize that you, one, there's going to come a time where you can ask her to forgive her. But still, you have to be able to stand in that role to be able to cover her even though she might not want to be covered. Right. Because in the end, it's, from what we talk about branding ourselves, yes. people don't believe. I know how we talk about spiritual, we jump no, to it like that, but people don't believe your brand until your brand is consistent. Consistency, go back to So the now we're talking about fatherhood. Right. You have to remain consistency. Right. And the problem with consistency is that you got to remove the clock. Because I wish I could have been that stepdad and the family was like the Brady Bunch, but it wasn't because I had at that time, and that was like eight, a long time ago. But at the time that I was in it, I had a clock. And I was like, it should be on. This dang clock should be right. faster. Right. And because I was pressing that button so much, in my anxiety, I pushed her away. Right. Which ended up pushing my wife away. Mm. And I ended up losing my family. Now God restored my whole family. Right. But I learned with consistency, even now, take your hand off the clock. Hmm. And just go with the flow, basically. Did we go too deep? No, no, we good. (laughs) Actually, we're coming to the close of the show. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, Mike J got all his questions out. You know what I mean? These are the last couple questions. Did you get everything out? We're good. Because we wanted to make sure that we got everything out. Was was there there anything else that you wanted Uh, to elaborate on? I just wanted to share out that February the 8th is is, um, our debut of the Champ I Am Network. Um, If you can catch us on Facebook... Uh, like our page, the Champ I Am okay. Network, um, and like I said, we're my, my first host is gonna it's a surprise, but she's gonna help you to get your vision accomplished in ninety days. So okay. we're gonna show you how to do a ninety day plan to get some action done. Uh, nice. What about um? Do you have anybody coming out doing coverage? Like, could the Voice of Reason come out there? I mean, and cover, cover the action. Well, right cover now, in my home, we can always link up and we can always do a cross platform uh, okay. crossover. Um, we can talk about that. See how we can make that work. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like, far as coming out there, like, you gonna have, or you gonna have, like, a coming red out there is my room right now. Coming out there is I'm doing this live from my office in my house. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. but we can always connect. And if we're like I said, that was like right now is we're doing on a be live platform, so we're gonna be able to see everybody where they're at at their location. Um, we'd love to grow to be like this one day. So this is a uh, this is like my first time behind the mic. This is like chill. Are you gonna get here? That's it. That's was, was there thing. any other thing that you wanted to put out there, like your, your Facebook? Do you want to put out your uh, your um, your website? You want to put out anything like that? Um, my website is Champ I Am. So C H A M P I A M. dot O R G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Chris, man, it was a pleasure 
being here today to talk to you, man. We had a good time. It was a lot of good vibes. It got serious at some time. You know, I was thinking about a lot of stuff. I had to pause for <laughs> a second. Yeah, right here, pause. I, was, I had to hit pause for a second. Some growth and, yeah, yeah, we definitely you got some did. things where you grew, and then you got some things where you learn. <laughs> you know, that's that's the point. That's the purpose of the voice of reason. We got to get some different things going on in here. We had a great time with you today, and hopefully, our listeners had a great time. If not, uh, y'all can give us some advice on what y'all want to hear. But right. we, we're always open to listen. I'm Prevail the MC. I'm Mike J. And we got Chris from Champ I Am. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll see y'all next Sunday, man. Sorry that Jania Butler couldn't be here. Hopefully we can get her rebooked. Um, we got Mr. A. We got Chris Collins. We got a few other people coming. I don't want to say a whole lot of names out there. But we got some people coming that's going to do something different in this show, man. See y'all next